on the maxims of Iostopia. Chapter 1. The First Iostopians When the first people settled on Iostopia centuries ago, the island was, of course, not named so. It was simply known as the island. According to the shipwreck documents of 230 before Constitution, the first settlers supposedly arrived from what is known as the mainland. Whether this mysterious land exists or is simply a product of human imagination shaped into folklore is not known for certain. Yet, historians seem to agree that there is at least some truth to the tale. Archaeological evidence uncovered through excavations in the Lexus region on the western coast of Eustopia suggests that the first settlers made their home in a small village in what is today known as Founders Bay. While it is difficult to determine the exact number of settlers that were present, it is thought that their population was relatively small, perhaps no more than a few dozen individuals. These pioneers faced numerous challenges as they sought to establish a new community on the island, yet they were ultimately able to overcome adversity and lay the foundations for a thriving community, which over time came to establish the government and society we know today. As the nascent community of settlers began to thrive and prosper on the island, they came to understand the vast and varied natural resources that their new home had to offer. The fertile soil provided ample opportunities for agriculture, while the abundant forest offered sustenance through hunting and gathering. Moreover, the lengthy coastline was teeming with diverse marine life, providing a rich source of sustenance for the settlers. However, it was not only the resources of the island that the settlers had to contend with. The island was also home to a diverse array of animal species, some of which were unknown to the settlers and posed a threat to their safety and security. In order to survive and thrive on this new land, the settlers had to adapt and learn to defend themselves and their resources against these fierce predators. As we shall see in the subsequent chapters, these early challenges and triumphs were instrumental in shaping the development of Eustopian society as we know it today. We do not know the reason why the settlers dared to cross the sea but it is speculated that it must have been a major natural catastrophe, such as a volcanic eruption, to make them take so desperate measures. Alas, we might never know. What we do know, however, is this. In the precarious balance between man and nature, survival was not a certainty, but a daily accomplishment. Many of the settlers, accustomed to a different climate and ecology, were met with a harsh teacher in the guise of the island's nature knowledge of which fruits were edible and which were poisonous, understanding the seasonal shifts and their impact on food availability, learning to predict and prepare for the unforgiving typhoons. All these were wrested from the clenches of experience and paid for in the currency of sweat. The discovery of an ancient scroll known as the Manifest of the Dawn provides the most detailed insight we have into these struggles. This scroll was preserved remarkably well in a hidden cave on the southern coast. It is written in ancient Kasumi, the first language of the settlers, and it describes in vivid detail the challenges of daily life. It was written by a person we still know very little about, who nonetheless is one of our only written sources from that period, Ionaris the scribe. 
This mysterious figure, Ionaris, will be discussed in details in later chapters. Let it be known, though, that he or she has left their mark on all of Eustopia in more ways than one. Authors note one. Experts, although uncertain, lean towards the theory that Ionaris was a male figure due to the prevalence of suffixes predominantly associated with male names in ancient Kasumi dialects. The structuring and phonetic elements of the name also support this assumption despite known exceptions hereof. End note. As we have come to understand from the Manifest of the Dawn, the formation of societal structure began to emerge out of necessity. The roles and responsibilities of individuals became more defined, based on their strengths and skills. We also glean this understanding from the subtle changes in tool design over time, as revealed by the archaeological record. Smaller, more intricate tools suggest a division of labor, specialization, and the rise of unique crafts and responsibilities within the community. There were those who took upon the duty of hunters, trappers, and fishers, becoming proficient in tracking the diverse fauna of the island. Others found their calling in the tending of the crops, discovering through trial and error the indigenous plants that yielded the most nourishing food. Yet, others took upon themselves the roles of protectors, strategists, and arbitrators, keeping the fledgling community safe and fostering unity and cooperation. Archaeological findings, such as the organized layout of early settlements, show signs of early planning and decision-making. This discovery suggests the existence of individuals who took the role of leaders or arbitrators, reinforcing the idea that a societal structure was in place 200 years prior to the first constitution. Resources were shared, knowledge was disseminated freely, and every small victory or discovery was a communal achievement. The many communal fire pits and communal storage facilities unearthed during various archaeological expeditions to the Lexi region substantiate this claim. From this, a common culture began to take root in the shared songs around the fire. Stories passed down through generations paint a vivid picture of this communal culture. One such story, the Song of Unity, often sung during the Festival of Harvest Moon, encapsulates this spirit of unity and mutual support. The following is the earliest version of the Song of Unity we know of. It was found on a loose note inside the Manifest of the Dawn, and as will be apparent to the knowledgeable reader, it is similar, yet not identical, to the modern version we sing today. Most noticeable, perhaps, is the use of the word Cassiumayan, which refers the name of the first tribe of the island. In the modern version, this word has been replaced by Eustopians. The Song of Unity From the churning sea, our kin arose, on tempest's back and the sea crow's cause, an island's call in the deep sea's throes guided us to her welcoming shores. From the water's rage to the land's embrace, a haven we sought, a haven we wrought, in the island's heart we found our place, from chaos a harmonious lot. In harmony's hand, one vibrant land bound by unity's unyielding band. Cassiumians we are, Cassiumians we are. We braved the beast, we tamed the land, 
beneath the watchful sky so grand by the sweat of brow and strength of hand sowed unity in the sandy strand from crimson dawn to twilight's gleam together we wove a common dream the island song a flowing stream echoes in our hearts a constant theme in harmony's hand one vibrant land bound by unity's unyielding band Cassiomayans we are Cassiomayans we are the song of unity forever rings in the wind's whisper the lark that sings in the unity that togetherness brings we the island's humble kings in harmony's hand one vibrant land bound by unity's unyielding band Cassiomayans we are Cassiomayans we are on a final note, to conclude this first chapter, I feel an urge to say that, as a historian, I seldom find anything more enchanting than to unearth these hidden gems of old, these tiny clues that, as seeds on a field, has rooted themselves into the soil of culture, withstanding wind, rain, and time itself. The exact moment of realization, when it dawned upon the first Iostopians that they had ceased to be refugees and had truly become inhabitants, if not yet citizens, of the island is impossible to ascertain. However, it can be speculated that it might have occurred on an ordinary day, in the midst of a routine activity, when one of the settlers took a moment to observe their surroundings and recognize that they had managed to tame, if not conquer, a small piece of this wild land. Such a shift in perspective is hinted at in a broken tablet unearthed near Founders Bay, which bears the partial inscription, from the churning sea, a haven we have wrought. This acknowledgement, though simple, signified a significant shift in the collective consciousness of the early Iostopian. Authors note too. As ancient Kasumi is no longer taught at the academy, it might be difficult for some readers to fully appreciate the beauty of the language. To give the reader a feeling for it, I have attached a well-known poem, A Butterfly's Wings as it was originally written in Kasumi by the renowned poet Hazido in the year 140 before Constitution. End note. Appendix 1. Mahachi Valova. Vibra letonato ai. Alohaevito govaro mahachi vendo kentorai dovara bitokanoroda sefendo. Iva Tovalo, Untiba, Ayo di Savatidoli, Sovuzischialto, Candola. Ionisi Kora, Zoli, Framachi, Zensu, Hento, O Tichi Tolawawi, Manti, Exida. Bilandinara, Disi Va. Inita Flochi, Kovuai. Zovarawao notaro, marakichiba, lentorai dohara di tokarnamo, hentovalai di tokarnamo, hentovalao nichiba. Ayodisa, vazu tidoli. Sovuzus chako kantola ayonizikorazo. Chali, saolu hento exa. Appendix 2. 